can I tell you a story? I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about a boy, a young boy who grew up in China. Just a, his parents were Korean, and he lived in lived in Korea, and his parents moved just to the border of China, just above North Korea. There's like two million Koreans that live there. I'm going to tell you about his story and a story of somebody else who never gave up. So this young boy, growing up a Korean in China, living his life there, loving soccer, loving to play soccer, playing soccer, Football, you guys call it football, we call it soccer, so just bear with me. When I say soccer, I mean football, not American football. So he grew up there loving to play, and he had a dream of being on the China national team, the U18 team. And he was going about his life, and in his life, he'd never been to church, never heard about church. Never saw a steeple, never had a Bible, never met a Christian, nothing. As a matter of fact, he heard that religion was, he was taught that religion is evil and believe in the government. That's how he grew up. He grew up that that, that way. What a big challenge for him. But as, as he was growing up, at the same time, Way over in America, there was a young man named Sam. And Sam was, a, was an Asian living in America, went to this missions conference. And at this missions conference, God spoke to Sam. And God told Sam, I want you to go to North Korea to reach out to the unreached, to the people who have never heard the gospel. And so Sam went through college went through seminary, raised all his funds to be a missionary, and went over to this area where all the Koreans live in China, trying to get into North Korea. But he never got in. But while he was living there, he did ministry right where he was at, just like you and I should do ministry right wherever we're at. And so God was using him as to, to reach out to others but after one year of ministry, Sam had to send back to a message to the U.S., to his supporters, I'm sorry, no one has accepted Christ. And again, a year later, on the second year, I'm sorry, no one has accepted Christ. Year three, I'm sorry. No one has accepted Christ. Sam became, started to become discouraged, wouldn't you? After all that work and all that commitment to get there, God, aren't you going to answer my prayers? Year four, no one has accepted Christ. He began to question his calling and, and feel the discouragement that the evil one was putting inside of him, but he never gave up. And one day, he was in the gym working out, and he bumped into this young Korean boy. And they struck up a friendship, and they played soccer together, and they went for coffee together and tea together. And, and over time, he began to share his faith with this young boy who had no idea what it meant to be a Christian. But over the next few days, 
this young boy said, yes, I want to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. After five years of working there and being discouraged, this young boy, one person accepted Jesus Christ. This young boy. And today, fast forward 15 years from that moment in time, today, that young boy is the East Global Divisional Vice President for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the largest sports ministry in the world, and he oversees 68 countries for us. Amen? We can't give up. So many times we want to give up, but don't give up. Some of you have, maybe sometimes we give up on praying for our family members or others, but don't give up. Don't be that person that gives up. Keep going forward like Pastor Sam. I just love that story. So I want you to know I am so honored to be with you here this, this morning. Uh, Senior Pastor Dr. Chu, thank you so much for this opportunity. And as he said, this is, we just met. And I, can we be best friends? <laughs> wow. He said yes. Good. He's such a nice guy. Want to be his friend. And, uh, and his wife, the prayer warrior, his wife, uh, Dr. Lee Chu, thank you so much for welcoming me. And then uh, the first person I ever met actually in SIBKL is the Energizer Bunny, Pastor Lindy, right? She is the Energizer Bunny. She's the first one I ever met. Wow. She, she, I, I met her here and she's like, wow, we're so excited. And she's talking about the sermon this Sunday and how excited she is about hearing. I'm like, oh my She's more excited than me. I got to get fired up. I got to get fired up. And uh, again, um, William Chang, our Southeast Asia Vice President, is here with us this morning as he oversees uh, all 11 countries for us in Southeast Asia. Well, as you heard this morning, I'm going to be talking about sports ministry and how you can use sports to reach out to others, and that, that fires me up. I was a, I've been a sport coach for 35 years, okay, for 35, my sport is wrestling. You guys, it's tough. In Asia, you guys don't do wrestling, right? Because you don't touch each other, right? You like badminton, soccer, all these things, table tennis. I, American, I wanna touch somebody. So that's my sport for 20 years, and I was a, a coach, and I went to college and wrestled, and then God has a great sense of humor. Because God didn't, I was thinking, man, you know, as a dad, as a wrestling coach, I think someday I'm going to have a son, and he's going to be a wrestler. But God, in his great sense of humor, gave me four daughters. No wrestlers. So I had to learn to coach girls' sports. So in America, we have this sport called lacrosse. It's like field hockey, except you have a stick and a ball, and you pass it in the air instead of on the ground. So I've coached that for a while. But uh, uh, I love coaching um, sport and impacting others. You know, some people, uh, when you look back, maybe, the, maybe your mom or dad was the most influential person in your life, but maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a teacher um, that you remember. So this morning, I want to speak from Matthew 9, 35 to 38. And this is what it says. 
Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing from every disease. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. And because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Some say, beg the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into the harvest field. So this morning, I have four points for you. And the first one is going. Jesus, we see that he was going. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. And he wants us to do ministry as we are going. Romans 10, 15 says this. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring uh, the good news. Well, this weekend, uh, FCA and SIBKL, it seems like they're one and the same right now, Pastor. There's no difference to me right now. And so this weekend, we got together, and your rock star, Pastor Jeremy, with the children's ministry, and some of the SIBKL children's ministry staff and volunteers, I met some great people, and 10 USA Fellowship of Christian Athletes, collegiate athletes, have gone to run a camp for Myanmar refugee children. What a blessing to them to see that, to reach out to them. And uh, we saw the power of sports, the power of sports drawing people together from all different walks of life, the rich, the poor, everyone coming together. And even if there's some language barriers, somehow when you roll out the ball, everybody's on the same field. That's one thing I love about uh, sport. And so it was great to be there with him, and I truly believe, I truly believe there's two international languages, right? I don't know if you know the two international languages. That every, doesn't matter what country you go, these languages are spoken. One is sport, and one is music, right? Everyone, I don't know anything about number two, music. I don't play an instrument. I don't. Do you have a kazoo? Do, 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 do. That's the only instrument I know how to play. I don't know anything about that, but I do know about sport, and people love sport, especially at times. One time I was in uh, Nigeria, and the World Cup was happening, and we were driving down this road. It was late at night, and I saw like hundreds of people right outside of this bar, and everybody, there was one TV there, like the size of this TV, one TV there, hundreds of people, and I'm like, what's going on? Is somebody hurt, or is the ambulance coming or something? No, it's the World Cup. They're watching the World Cup from all over the world, and that's the power of sport. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and, you're, and, and uh, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, I want to point out something to you in this verse. Notice that when you look at this, it is full of and statements, A-N-D, okay? It says Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. That means for us, it means and. It means all of those. God wants to use you and he wants to use me to reach and everyone. Everyone he wants us to reach, and he gives us that, and he gives us the power. 
He gives us a power. And you've experienced that power because here this morning, I'm experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. In the worship this morning, the excitement was not man-made. I felt God, I felt God, the spirit of the living God inside of me and inside of you. And we, we want to be spirit-led. Not too long ago, I, I was in a, a course. We have Alpha. I don't know if you've ever had Alpha. Have you had it at the church? I love Alpha. Alpha is one of the number one ways we're seeing people come to know Jesus Christ in my home church. And by the way, this, this, this is going to be my Malaysia home church, okay? I have that home church. I love this church. This is going to be my Malaysia home church. I'm going to work my travel schedule around me. It's 37 hours from door to door to get here to the Hotel Easton. So I won't be here every week. But, but when I come, I'll be here. Amen. Amen. So um, near and far, God wants to come. But in Alpha, uh, we had a little retreat about the Holy Spirit. All day retreat. What I remember is this, this little prayer that I want to encourage you to pray sometime. And the prayer is this, come Holy Spirit, come. Very simple. Even me, a wrestling coach, can remember that one. Okay? Come Holy Spirit, come. I pray that when I wake up. I pray that when I go to bed. I pray that when there's difficult situations. I pray that before I come up here. That come Holy Spirit, come. I would much rather live a life led by the Holy Spirit than led by myself. It's going to be a way better life. It's going to be a more powerful life. And so come, Holy Spirit, come. I want you to know also that when we talk about going, I want to challenge you that that, um, some of us need to raise our hands and say, I'll be goers. All right? And some of us need to raise our hands and say, I'll be a sender. I don't know which one you want to be. You want to be the goer. You want to be the sender. Pastor John Piper says this. Says it like, there's two kinds of Christians. Actually, there's three, he says. There's the, the goer and the sender and the disobedient. Now, some of you, I just ticked you off. Now you're mad at me. You've already mentally checked out. You're thinking, what's for lunch? But come back here. Come back here Doing. So my second point is doing. In verse 35, it says, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. So this is what they did as they went through the villages. They did what they were good at, teaching, proclaiming, and healing. So that's what they did. The question is, what are you good at? How has God given you talent or passions that you would use those for his glory, for his honor, to reach out to others. This past week, Willie Chai, uh, as uh, Pastor already mentioned, he is the Malaysia National Director overseeing the whole country. He's your very own member. I love Willie. I love uh, Willie. He's my second best friend from Malaysia. I have two best friends now. And so this past week, Right across the street at the Eastern Hotel, we, we had 120 different leaders from 11 countries for this first ever historic Southeast Asia FCA conference. People learning how to use sport 
to reach out to others. Many of these are staff and volunteers, but it was a great encouragement. And I'm so thankful that um, uh, this was really a partnership with SIBKL uh, and, and engaged to have some of your pastors here, the Energizer Bunny and uh, BM Pastor uh, JJ and Rockstar Jeremy, all to be there together to work and volunteer. So, so uh, thankful for all of them. I want you to know, in 12 months, June of 2023, we will be back to Malaysia for the second conference. And I hope some of you will volunteer. Sometimes, you would not believe how many times we've gone to the airport back and forth. If you can drive, you can join our team, okay? We need people to drive, to welcome, to serve, to love, and you would be reaching people all over the world, all over Southeast Asia as you serve. So I hope some of you do that. And the other thing I'm excited we're adding to this is we're gonna, we had some businessmen come that love to invest in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes because we're reaching young people. And so next year, we're actually, for 24 hours, we're gonna have a little gathering of people who wanna do business as mission. So if you're a businessman, I don't care if you're big time with lots of employees or small, it's just you and one other person. If you're a businessman, businesswoman, we'd love to have you. We have some amazing leaders. There. COO from a, a, a company in Indonesia. This woman has 300 employees, amazing business people, leaders, and men and women coming, and we're going to get together. So see Willie about that. So as we're doing and serving, we talk about talent, but we also talk about spiritual gifts. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to jump right down to verse 4, to verse 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Then in verse 5, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. In verse 7, now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given by the common good. To one, there is the Spirit of the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous power. To, uh, to another, the prophecy. To another, distinguishing the spirits. To another, speaking in the different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Every one of you has been given a spiritual gift. And let me quickly look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God provides, so that in all things, in all things, in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So all of us have been given a spiritual gift. The question is, is do you know what your spiritual gift is? Do you know what it is? Have you ever opened your gift 
before that God has given you? I, I got a little illustration here. That lavender, wow. Some of you are, you're, is your mouth salivating now? You're thinking about some bakery things at, at Lavender. Last night we went to the mall and we, we, we went, uh, Lai Ping said, hey, let's go into Lavender, get some bakery goods. But the queue was so long, we didn't, we, could, we couldn't wait so long, so we went on. But wow, when I think of this, I, I, I think of a gift. If somebody gave you a gift, Lavender, would you not ever open it? No, of course, you would, you would open it. You would open it to see what's in it. But before I get to see what's in it, I just want to say about, because lavender reminds you of food, right? The bakery. Who likes lavender? Okay, good. Most of you like lavender. Okay. So lavender reminds me of food. And, and, and uh, I just got to say something about food now that I'm in Malaysia. I love Malaysian food. I love the Malaysian food. Amen. I love the Malaysian food. Now, I love the Malaysian food a lot, but pastor, I did not know how many times a day I was going to have to eat. In America, I have a light breakfast, kind of a good lunch, and then dinner. Wow, at the conference at breakfast, two hours later, it's tea time. Now, I didn't see any tea. I just saw a bunch of noodles and sweets. And then we had this big lunch, and then they said, Tea time again. More food to eat. And then we went to dinner and had a big dinner, and I'm so full. And I'm like, I'm old now, so 10 p.m., I'm like, I'm ready for bed. They told me supper. Six times eating today. I want you to know that before I got to Malaysia, I was a very thin man. Now I'm so big, my shirt doesn't even tuck in. This is how big I got. Wow. I might have to get an extra seat on the plane. But, but God has given you a gift. The question is, is what is the gift? You need to, you need to look inside and say, wow, I wonder, I wonder what gift God has given me so I can use it to honor him, to bring glory to him, to help reach others for Jesus Christ. And one of the gifts is the gifts of helps. It's the gift of helps. God has blessed you and, 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 and put the Holy Spirit inside of you for the gifts of helps. You're the one when the church says, hey, we need some people to set up after the church or take down or move chairs around and some people to help in that way. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. That's your natural. That's your natural in this spirit. Maybe some of you, wow, I, maybe, maybe your gift's in here too. I don't know what the other gifts are. Wow, some of you have the gift of encouragement. You have the gift of encouragement. You just naturally, when you connect with somebody, they walk away and they feel a little prouder and they stand up a little more because God has gifted you with the, through the Holy Spirit with the gift of encouragement. And so you need to exercise that gift in the church and outside of the church. And wow, one more gift. There's over 20-some gifts listed in the Bible. And maybe you have the gift of administration. 
Some of you have the gift of administration. In other words, you're the kind of person, I have this gift. This is one of my gifts. How do I know? Like I'm sitting in a meeting. I'm sitting in a meeting and everybody's talking about everything and everybody's like all over the map. Everybody's all over the map. I'm like, hey, everybody. I'm just quiet in the back. Not, not to boast about my gift. This is just what God gave me for God's glory, right? Hey, everybody, have you thought about one, two, and three? Whoa, what an idea. One, two, and three. God's just given me that gift of administration that I'm able to get things organized and lined up. When you're in a meeting, you can see that person, right? Celebrate that person. So whatever the gift is, I don't know what your gift is, but I know that everybody has been gifted a spiritual gift, at least one, the Bible says. You need to know your gift. Look in the Bible. There's actually tests you can take online to help you discern that. It's one, one of many, many ways. Well, the third thing we see in this text is seeing. Seeing is my third point. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And Colossians 2.12 says this, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Does anybody say that about you? Wow. I've never met anybody kinder than you. I've never met anybody more patient than you. God wants us to clothe us like that. And he wants us to have compassion on others, to those who are harassed and and helpless. Well, through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Malaysia, we're doing that. Let me tell you a story about Ruben. I met Ruben just the other day. Ruben is a high school dropout. He's 15 years old. He struggled in life with parents not being together and encouraging him. And you can tell when you meet him, he's just just a little meek. Now, he got involved in our KL Bug soccer program. So we have FCA and KL Bug. You know you guys have to run those things because of the different uh, beliefs in this country. And so he was involved in our KL Bug program. And so we said, hey, he was having a tough time, kind of down and out. And we invited him to become a part of 17 Spokes. And I got to see 17 Spokes at the mall, 17. Some of you have been to the mall. I know all the women have been to the mall, okay? Some of you men have even been to the mall. 17, right, it's called? 17 spokes is outside of there. There's literally a bicycle outside. Great thing is a businessman who really loved what FCA was doing said, I want to make an investment in FCA by giving you this storefront space. I have one space in this whole mall that has an outside entrance so people don't have to bring the bicycle all the way through the mall, and I would love to give it to you, Willie, for you to use for God's glory. A businessman investing in this social enterprise, just like the Bless Shop that you guys hear. This is a social enterprise. It's kind of business and ministry together. So now Reuben is earning money, and Willie is, is working with him step by step. Of He never had anybody tell him about money and how to use money. So he literally showed us his book of where he writes down, this is how much I made for income, 
This is how much I spent. This is how much I have. He showed us for this whole last month everything he's doing. He's teaching the young man how to do life, how to live life, because he has compassion for him. And so through that, we have this cycling ministry. So he's a part of the cycling ministry by learning how to put together bikes, but also serving those that uh, do uh, cycling. And so we're helping with all kinds of bikes over there, which has been great. And we're able to share the love of Christ, not only with the workers like Reuben, but also with the cyclists that come in. And we have a little table and coffee shop area for people to come in and meet. And we have what we call huddles. Those are our small groups. You know, the athletic term is huddle. So we have huddles that meet there, and maybe that's something that you want to be a part of as we move. The other thing about what we're doing to, to reach out to some of those whose needs, we have a strong and growing ministry in East Malaysia. Wow, we have four staff now in Sabah. Now, each one of those are trying to raise their own funds that are not fully funded, so pray for them as they raise their funds. And we have eight volunteers exciting that the ministry is growing over there. And just through a conference, as we're meeting here this morning, we've got some new contacts in Sarwa. So we're excited to expand the ministry there too and work together with you and other churches to reach more coaches and athletes for Christ. And finally, we have an incredible ministry um, beyond, beyond soccer. A lot of people know KL Bug and that's soccer, but we're doing cycling ministry, rock climbing, floorball, ultimate frisbee. We're introducing other sports to reach out to coaches and athletes. And one of the exciting things we're doing is um, we met Kui Kui. Kui Kui is a Myanmar refugee that came in here uh, to Malaysia. He joined our soccer program, got excited, decided to follow Christ, and we saw leadership potential in Kui Kui. And so as we've invested in Kui Kui and developed him as leaders, and I love that about FCA, we're always developing leaders, Kui Kui has stepped up to run our ministry now to the refugees and the foreign workers that are here and to pour into them. And I'm so excited about that and how Kui Kui is growing. Well, my fourth and final point is this. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Therefore, and some say, beg, beg the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. First Timothy says this, I urge you, this is important, stand up and listen. I urge you, first of all, that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and for those in authorities, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. There's a lot of stories we can tell about prayer, but I'd love to tell you about this woman. You know, we know of Hudson Taylor and other famous ministries, but there's a story about this woman. And she was a prayer warrior a prayer warrior. She grew up in the Baptist church. In the Baptist church, they had something called the WMU meeting, Women's Mission Union meeting. And she was one that would just literally get down on her hands and knees and flat on her face, crying out to God, 
begging God that God would use her and use her and use one of her four sons to become a missionary or pastor. That's a bold prayer. That she would be willing to say, I'm going to give up one of my children to be a missionary. But that was her heart's desire to reach the nations for Jesus Christ. And so that was her prayer. Well, she died in 1966. And she never, ever saw her prayers answered. And some of your prayers and my prayers, we're not going to see answered. It doesn't mean we shouldn't pray him as God puts that on our heart. But in 1985, one of her grandsons became a pastor. And he's still a pastor to today. In 1990, another one of her grandsons became a pastor, spoke around the world, even to 40,000 people in Africa one time. And then in the late 90s, one of her four sons, one of her four sons went on his first mission trip to Kenya, came back, got excited about it, and began to serve in a missions organization. And then later on in the 2000s, her great-granddaughters, one, two of them went to South Africa, one went to Singapore, one went to Korea, all to serve God on short-term mission trips. An amazing story of God's answered prayer. This lady, her name is Ernestine Stevens. That's my grandma. That's my grandma. When I was three, she passed away. When I was 10, I went to her home church, and the ladies in their church told me these stories about my grandma. I'm an answer to her prayers. I'm an answer to my grandma's prayers. Do you know what that does for me? When I show up for duty in Malaysia, I can show up like this. Why? Because I'm an answer to my grandma's prayers. Who are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So while we're going and doing and seeing and praying, we must be open to other ways to reach out to others. Churches and Christian schools in the United States and Malaysia and around the world are struggling. In a lot of ways, we've become irrelevant to society. Several elderly pastors came to our FCA conference here the last few days because their churches are dying. They want to attract young people. Young people are on the soccer fields. They're on the sports fields. We have to go meet them where they're at. Something needs to change. And FCA can be a part of that change in Malaysia and beyond. I want to share with you a little bit about FCA. So here's our mission. We'll put the mission and vision up there on the, on the screen. So our vision statement is to see the world, the whole world, 
transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And our mission statement is to lead every coach and every athlete in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. FCA is not a church. We connect with the church. We want to link arms with the church. We want to be an extension of the church. Willie Chai from this church and others serving in FCA is an extension of this church. It's a ministry of your church. We don't do ministry alone. We do it with the church. Well, some great things are happening in ministry here in Malaysia, and we have a two-minute video we want to show you about some of those things. Let's watch this video. Malaysia. I'm Shane Williamson, and what an honor for me to congratulate you, celebrate with you, to encourage you, to tell you how honoring it is to be on a team with people such as Team Malaysia. Being, having FCA, you've seen God move in a big way in your country. You've even had these unique initiatives and, 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 and things that you're doing, like the 17 spokes. I mean, that is amazing that you're taking these social enterprise concepts and you have a business and you're doing great things in bicycles and around bicycles, but you've created a space in there for coaches and athletes to meet, have huddles, and do discipleship. Hi, uh, Team Malaysia. You are doing a great job in training up others that are in, in the region in doing sport ministry. Looking forward to greater work from all of you. Keep up the good work and, and keep serving the Lord fervently. Seen lives change, family came to know Christ through sports, and we are so thankful to God opening up doors of opportunity for us to serve the different community needs. So, if you are someone that loves God, loves sports, loves people, we invite you to be a part of the team. We invite you to come and serve together with us and bring more impact to the society. As a, as a certified leadership coach, working with executives and leaders in Southeast Asia, I know that many times we go to church and we go, wow, that was nice, or that guy, I like this, or didn't like that after the service. What's most important to me right now is that you take some action. You take some action step to say, I wanna get involved, I wanna serve, or I just wanna learn more. I like what the guy was sharing, but I want to meet with Willie and learn more. Just email uh, Pastor Lendy or Pastor Jeremy or uh, however you do it online to connect with others that you would take some action. God wants us to be about action. If you came here and just had a good time, we haven't succeeded all the way. We want you to take action. 
with us this morning. And so I just want to challenge you to seek Jesus the way that he wants you to be going and doing and praying. Amen? No, it is not coincidence that after a wonderful Holy Spirit weekend last week, Pentecost weekend, when I saw the video of the altar call and the whole service, even though I was a thousand miles away in the UK, I just felt the presence of God. But after such a wonderful encounter with God, we have to act. And it's not by accident that this weekend, we got to act. You see, we have to act with compassion so that whatever we do, we do it not because we have to, but I'm very sure that God has spoken to so many of us, spoken to me, definitely, that this is a time when every one of us in this new generation, this new era, we have to work, especially reach out to young people. Young people are fed up about church, understand? They are fed up with the conventional way we do church. Our sports is a common language besides music. I don't know about you, but we are so privileged that SIPKL is supporting the National Director for FCA for Malaysia. And this is something that we ventured into by faith. And now I'm beginning to see that this is the way that we are going to be, be, be going to. And it's not by accident that we met Pastor Mark Stevens even this today. So I want to encourage all of us even as we close, and many of you are sportsmen, I know that I see triathletes here, I see many people involved in, in, in futsal, in football, in, in cycling as well. Hey, there are many cyclists here, you know. I don't know what else. Come on. God has given us something, gave a call to us that this is a time for us to reach out, reach out beyond the four walls of this of this church to young people especially can we do it so I want you all to go back having heard from God now you have to act think of what you need to do connect with Pastor Jeremy Pastor Lydia and connect with me connect with me because I'm going to take a personal interest in this I love sports you know I don't look like it but I love sports I'm not a sportsman I love sports and all of you love sports. Shall we do that? Let's reach out. Let's reach out. Let's go beyond the four walls. Amen. Let's stretch our hands to the Lord once again as we close. God, you have been with us the whole morning. You have spoken. You have spoken. And all we need to do now is to obey, Lord. Is to obey. We do not want to be in the category of the disobedient. We want to be obedient. And so, Father, even as you have spoken to every one of us individually, help us now to obey, to act. Because we know that as you speak to us and as we obey, things will happen, Father Lord. Situation will change. Our nation will be transformed, Father Lord, especially through the arena of sports. So, Father, I want to pray that even as we close this morning, we pray that even though the music may have faded away and the voice of man has ceased, but the Spirit of God continues to work. 
the Spirit of God within us, continue to work within us, not only to convict, but also to tell us and to coach us what to do. Hallelujah. So that we live out our faith because our faith is a living faith. Our faith is a living hope. So Father, I want to bless every family represented here, whether on site or online. I bless you. Those of you who are watching online as well, you respond. You respond to Him, not to me, not to the church, but to Jesus as He speaks to you in whatever way that you want to be involved in in this important ministry. You connect with us and we will now tell you what to do as you journey with us to the together. Together, we will make and enable Acts chapter 1 verse 8 come to life to reach out to everyone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. May the Lord turn His face towards every one of you, both on site and online, and always give you shalom, shalom, and shalom. In Jesus' precious name, we pray because we will say aloud. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. God bless you. The meeting is now over. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you all.